0: Today's episode of I Will Prevail will be dealing heavily with anxiety involving a story that happened a couple days ago to me. So if you feel like this might be a trigger or this might bring up some anxiety in yourselves, I ask that you please heed this warning and maybe skip to the next episode. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to episode 9 of the I Will Prevail podcast entitled Anxiety is the Barking Dog because my neighbor's dog has been barking for the last hour while I've been trying to set this up and record this, what started with trying to sleep, but man there's something that they don't tell you about with, with cancer the amount of anxiety that comes along with it. But before we get into that, um, I really want to uh, catch everyone up on where everything stands right now because we haven't talked about the cancer in quite a while and, and tons of stuff has actually happened, including my first uh, chemo treatment. So I'm, I'm completely winging it today, which is par for the course. But there's a there's a lot that I really want to talk about today. So number one, um since the last update I had gone in for my skeletal scan where I went in and they took a bunch of pictures to make sure that there were no holes in my bones because if it's if there's holes in my bones then we've got a far bigger problem so I will start by saying that the nice part is they found two small holes one's about a centimeter and the other's about half a centimeter on either of my arms I'll actually be going in for a PET scan on Friday to see where we're at with that. But the doctor is, again, he says this goes along with the potential for multiple myeloma, so he's not shocked. We're going to treat it the same way um, as if as if I didn't have the holes in it. But luckily, we don't have Swiss cheese bones, and that's a good thing. So to start it off light, I'm going to tell you that story. Now, when I went in to take these pictures, um, I had not... I didn't know what it was. I thought they were supposed to inject you with like blue ink or something like that and and run you through a big machine or or I don't know. I've seen like a cop show once where they put a guy in a a thing that took pictures and it like pulled all the, the ink from his tattoos out because he had gotten them in prison or something like that. I don't know. So I didn't actually, I know there's a whole bunch of scans and pictures and stuff that they do. I didn't know what it was when I first went in, but when I found out that it was just pictures, that made it a lot easier. So, or just x-rays. So I went in and the nurse came over and she handed me an apron and I went in. She said, oh, I'll go into that room right there and change. So I went into the room and I changed and uh, I, I had the one tie, like at the top of the, of the apron. And then look, I, I know I'm supposed to tie it backwards, but then like, for some reason, you're always questioning whether or not you're supposed to tie it in back or in the front. And I know for a fact it's in the back, but the, the lower one I only had one strap, so I couldn't find where the other one was supposed to go, so I was trying to like like i didn't know if I was supposed to wrap it around myself like a like a uh like a kimono or or like a belt uh I didn't quite know what I was supposed to do with it, so i uh I just left it so I came out with just my um well with all my clothes in my hands except I had my undergarments and my boots still on. And when I walked out, I said, oh, my apron's missing a strap. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Let me get you another one. I said, "Okay." So as she's leaving to go get another one, I said, "Um, I have a question. Am I supposed to take off my socks and my underwear? Because like, I don't know the rules. Like, I'm not sure what, because I thought maybe if it's imaging, there might be, especially in fabrics now, there's, there's specialty metals and, and copper woven support and all this other stuff now that maybe it would reflect. So it seemed like a logical question to me, right? Cooling and wicking and all this other stuff. And who knows what that has to do, especially in in you know in undergarments. It's like the big thing is all this supports and that sort of thing. This is an odd conversation. So I said, am I supposed to take off my socks and underwear? And she goes, yeah. And I go, oh, Okay. So keep in mind, one, my bottom strap is busted. So I'm bending over, knowing that, like, I'm, at least I'm in a room, okay? There's no one else in there, in, in this big giant picture uh, x-ray room. And so I take my socks off, and just as I take my underwear down, I'm taking them off from my legs, and the other technician comes in, and he goes, um, sir, you can leave your underwear on. And I go, What? Oh, we're not taking those type of pictures? So he starts like, um, no. And so I said, well, she told me to take my underwear off, which was true. But then I'm realizing how much more of a ridiculous scenario this is becoming. She said, did you tell him to take his underwear off? And she goes, no, I thought you said your socks and your shoes. I said, no, my socks and my underwear. So it started off awesome, right? So now we're taking all these pictures and uh, she said, "Well, I'm, I'm going to need you to take a lot of pictures um, because you know it, it's a lot of pictures. You're going to be real tired of me or something like that." And I was like, "Oh, I did headshots a long time ago," and so I was doing all fun poses for her, like what you know, what what brings out my best side? Is this is this really show off my ribs? Does this show off my forearms better? You know, what what's the best angle for lighting for my bones? That sort of stuff. Um, I realized, also, luckily, I had showered right before I went because. Not that I was stinky, but, like, you don't realize how, like, gross the nursing world job could be. And I hadn't even thought about showering. Like, I was just like, I'm just going to shower so I feel better. And I thought, could you imagine? Because at one point she had to straighten up my feet and line me up. And it's like, she has to touch my feet, which gross she has to touch my arms and my body, and she has to like, like set me in positions for, for the for the proper p- photos to be taken of the of the bones. And I thought gross, but then I realized that like I haven't cut my toenails in quite a while, so I apologized to her for not keeping up on my mani pedi schedule. Uh, but it was fun because she had uh, pointed out that she hadn't had a pedicure in five years, so that was something silly to talk about. But anyways, towards the end of this, I was getting ready to leave. There was another uh, a younger nurse now, and she was kind of like the nurse in training, or the te- I think they're technicians. I don't, I don't quite know, uh, but they're. I mean, they're all technicians. They're all lab technicians, right? So. She's helping me get ready, uh, or like stand back up and uh, handing me, you know, like all my clothes and stuff, and then is going to walk me over to where the, the changing room is. So, on the way out, I turned to the guy who, uh, well, I, I take that back. On the way out, the guy had said to me, You have a good day, sir. And I said, Oh, and this was the guy, at the underwear guy, and I go oh, thanks, man. I go, hey, sorry about the underwear incident. And the guy with him goes, what underwear incident? And I go, oh, never mind. And I walked out, and so I told her, I said, dude, now he's got to explain to that guy uh, what happened in there. So um, it was kooky. My wife thought it was ridiculous that I made the comment about not thinking it was those type of pictures. But anyways, um, that's about as funny as I can get anymore. Let's be honest. This is where where things are going to get a little... Heavier, just warning you. This is absolutely physically draining. I have about 15 to 20 minutes a day of energy, and I'm spending my 20 minutes today on this. So after I did this scan, I went in this last Saturday for um, the chemotherapy. So the chemotherapy consisted of getting there to City of Hope first thing in the morning loading me up with a bunch of pills to keep my body from rejecting and from all the bad things that can happen waiting an hour then going in and taking something like 13 different chemo pills and they call them carpet bombers I guess this particular chemo has been around since 1961 so uh, it's retro which that's cool, I know people like retro things uh who doesn't like their their chemo you know to be retro which kind of is weird i mean there's two there's two ways to look at it number one if it's the same one they've been doing since 61 then they definitely had it right back then uh or isn't there a newer way to do it that's kind of one of two ways to look at it um so i took them fine and then it was two injections there's one that uh is pretty much a 30-second injection and the other one that's a five-minute injection. So the, the plus side to the chemo that I'm doing is I don't have to sit hooked up to a machine all day. Um, and I've watched that. I've watched this slow chemo. Well, I'm not I'm not sitting and watching it like a creep, but I, I do see people sitting in their chairs knitting and reading and that sort of thing for hours. Um, and mine, luckily, the treatment side of it's fast. The problem is the, the fallout is brutal. So the one they have, they call it a carpet bomber, where it hits and it just wipes out everything. That's what's killing me right now. It is absolutely destroying me. Um, to say that I have zero energy would be an absolute understatement. The amount of energy lost to the anemia is crazy. So I actually looked into this. Um, because I like, why am I so tired? Right. I, I actually thought it would be something completely different than, than it was, but I don't want to get into that because I was completely wrong. But, uh, with anemia, because I've been anemic for the past couple of years and I've been treated for it, but I've never felt the anemia because I just keep going and going and going. Well, with the chemotherapy, it wipes out your bone marrow. It goes in and hits pretty hard which slows down the production of your red blood cells. I'm probably totally getting this wrong right now, but that's okay. My brain's a mess with the red blood cells. And that ultimately um, causes less oxygenation of your blood. And it just makes you super, super tired. And if this is the first treatment and it feels like this, I'm not looking forward to how, well, what 25 more feels like, right? Right. We got a long ways to go, so definitely uh, this thing is hitting hard. The first couple of days, I felt nothing after the treatment. I haven't been nauseous yet. Like I've I've felt sick to my stomach, but I don't know if it's because I don't want to eat ever, if I'm not eating enough, or if what I'm eating is making me feel sick, or did I drink too much water, or did I drink too much? Uh, did I have something that, was too, that had too much, that's kicking up too much acid in my system? Like, it's really hard to figure it out. And you're always second guessing what could be causing it. So what I was realizing with all of this is that the first couple days after chemo, you feel like an absolute indestructible, like, this isn't so bad sort of thing. Now, here's the problem. There's a steroid they've been giving me. Okay, I had chemo on Saturday on Sunday. I dug up a tree kind of I know my, my wife's so mad at me for that i had I had these mini banana trees in the backyard, and there was a new one, and I had kind of just separated it out and um I knew I shouldn't have, but I felt great, other than that, I kind of went about my day normal. Everything felt normal. I felt a little tired, but that was it. And then there was the next day. This is the part that starts to deal with anxiety, and I want to ask again if you're going to struggle with this to please just go ahead and skip past this, tune into the next episode, because this does get a little heavy. So let me give you my brief history of anxiety that I've dealt with. For years, I've always kind of gone worst case scenario with things. And I had never really said anything to anyone about how I was feeling about certain things or, or, or like these little visions that I saw mainly because being bipolar, people tend to think that you have these dark thoughts. There's this real weird misconception that all of us that are bipolar or that deal with depression, it's just go right to these dark thoughts and and that sort of thing. So I didn't want to, to share these things that I would often think about. For example, I would be walking across the parking lot with my daughter at a at a grocery store and I would always grab her hand cuz I was so afraid that like a car like I visually could see a car running her over and like dragging her underneath of it. Right? When I would cut with a with a chef's knife and that sort of thing, I always think, man, if I slipped, like I could cut myself wide open and bleed out. Never with an intent other than just like, this could happen. This right here, this knife could end my life. That car could crush my daughter. This could, I mean, everything bad. So I never said anything because that sounds really dark. Luckily, one time I actually had the the courage a couple years ago to say something to my psychiatrist. I said, you know, I have to tell you something. I keep having these like visions of this stuff happening and I said and it's not, not it's not dark thoughts at all but I don't know why I think I I go to this place and she when I explained all the stories to her she goes that's anxiety and I said what and she goes yeah that's anxiety now I started getting treated for anxiety a few years back because of teaching actually because when I got into teaching everything was fine but I started taking on all these students individual stories, right? And then you start caring so much about these individual people. Well, 125 people that might seem to have the most minute little individual problem, but you care so much about every one of those problems that you want to help, it all adds up real quick. So that's what ultimately triggered me being treated for anxiety. Now, strangely enough, what we found out after was once I started getting my Hashimoto's disease, which is my thyroid disease treated, the anxiety completely went away. Like, it literally stopped. It was the craziest thing. Well, Hashimoto's thyroid, thyroid controls your your hormones. So, if your hormones are off balance and out of whack, everything goes weird in your body, right? So, got that all under control. And I haven't dealt with anxiety up until Monday. So, I was laying on the couch, lifeless <laughs> Snacking when I could actually swallow. It's very difficult to eat, by the way. Very difficult to eat. Um, chewing up crackers and swallowing them with water just so that I can get them down. It's not that things taste bad. Some things are starting to taste bad, that's for sure. But we'll get further into that as as we get further along. But all of a sudden, I started to feel really sick. I started to feel really, really tight in my chest to the point where I couldn't breathe to the point where I went, I'm either having a heart attack or I am about to die. Something's about to go wrong. I sat for there for a second. I sat and I thought, this is the day that I die. And this isn't for dramatic impact or anything like that. But let me tell you, I've never in my life felt like this. The combination and what we hope it it was, was the combination of the coffee that I had had that morning, the coffee that I have every day, the coffee in combination with that steroid, that somewhere around 3 o'clock in the afternoon had just hit and pushed me so far to where I almost felt like I was going to hallucinate or I felt like... I just felt like I wasn't there. The whole back of my head felt like it was swelling. I would lay my head down on my arm and I could feel my pulse, but I could only feel the one thump, thump. I couldn't hear the second one. And all I thought was, I only have half of a pulse right now. So I went in, checked my temperature. My temperature was fine. Checked my blood pressure. My blood pressure was great. But when I took that cuff off, it was like my arm was just like, falling off. It hurts so bad. I hadn't put it on too tight. It was just unbelievable how much I could feel the, 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 the squeezing, right? I actually had to text my wife and have her come home. Ended up calling her actually. And I said, you just, you need to come home now. And it probably took her 15 minutes to get home. It was the longest 15 minutes of my life. I Kept thinking things like, well, maybe I should get up and go outside and take a breath. And then I thought, what if I pass out, hit my head, fall in the pool and drown? Maybe I should go make myself something to eat real quick. Well, but then I have to use a knife. And what if I slip with that knife and I cut myself and I bleed out before anyone comes home and finds me? Right? The same anxiety feelings that I had in the past. They were there, but absolutely amplified by a combination of steroids and caffeine. So it was a rough day to get through. And I do have to say my opinions of what I've been afraid of with going through the cancer treatment changes almost daily. Originally, I was afraid of just the the getting sick and vomiting. But now the anxiety scares me like, bad. Like, really, really, really bad. But the plus side is that the steroids only have to be taken after this next treatment tomorrow, which is two days of the steroids I have to get past, which would be, well, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, so I guess three days. But luckily, my wife will be home with me to help me get through that one. But, um, yeah, it's just one, one new thing after another, so... I guess the best thing to do is to just keep pushing and keep doing this podcast and keep going. So thank you all for joining me today. Like today was literally just about like just talking because I literally have been stuck here for a week now just with my thoughts, (laughs) with my brain. Uh, I haven't been able to talk about anything. There's just so much that has built up that it's really hard to keep track of So I'll be back again Friday with another episode, hopefully to be a little more composed. But uh, that's it. No, no advertising today. Thank you all very much for just listening to me Ram. Talk to you soon.